Hello everyone, this is Francesca Psychology and this is the ninth episode of my podcast. Let me take you on a psychology adventure. And in this episode, we're talking about female psychology and how it evolves. So what it means to become a woman from a girl, from a psychological point of view, not just physical. This podcast is very special to me because this is something that I've been working on a lot and I've been struggling with. I'm not going to lie to you. And, you know, um, I'm still on my path. I haven't achieved to the destination, but I'm talking from the point of view of the person that is still working on herself when it comes to this. So this is why this topic is really, really important to me. So let's see how female psychology evolves. First of all, it's easier for us women to mature emotionally because biology helps us. The time of menstruation was a time of celebration for ancient people when the girl became a woman. Then religion came and perverted this maturization and put innocence of the girl on a pedestal to the detriment of the woman's natural beauty. If a woman's psychology is supported by her own biology to mature, in men, it is a bit different. It's, a, it's actually the other way around. There is nothing biological that helps them mature. To know that they have become men from boys. So society invented the so-called rites of passage that all ancient civilizations had and that made the psychological transition of the boy to a man and the ownership of mature responsibilities. This is when he owned himself, owned the responsibilities. Um, in women, the process of uh, maturization comes naturally. And this would happen. So it is supposed to be natural, but, and this would happen if the whole society wouldn't block this process. When a woman's psychology remains at the level of the girl, it is because the whole social system punishes morally the transition of the girl into a woman and associates her with the loss of innocence, um, which is, I think, extremely like an extremely pervert idea because on one hand, we exist as a society because of sexuality. And on the other hand, society punishes the woman who accepts her femininity and her sexuality. It is acceptable for a man to say that he likes sex. But when a woman says the same thing, it is doubtful and the whole world looks down on her. Love has two different levels depending on um, the personality pattern you have. If you are still in the area of boy or girl, then love is actually attachment. It is emotional dependence or addiction. And emotional dependence is translated as, I offer you, so I want something in return from you. Then after a period of maturization and emotional healing, we speak of an increase in the level of man and woman. At that mature emotional level, love is not attachment or emotional dependence, but it is a deep emotion. 
the formula for that emotion of unconditional love is something like, I offer you no matter what you do. As long as a person is emotionally immature, it is, it is as if she has some wounds. So imagine a bag that has a hole. No matter how much you put in that bag, it will still leak through that wound, through that hole. So emotionally, that immature person is never tired of receiving. It is always focused on how much attention, love, affection uh, she can receive from her partner. And this is perhaps the clearest indication of emotional immaturity. When you have the feeling that the whole universe should please you, that you deserve everything, that everyone around you is there to love you, then you're an emotionally immature person. Then we talk about the boy-girl pattern and not about the man-woman pattern. Emotional maturity is like sewing a hole in the bag, the hole in the bag, where you kept putting love and it never filled up. Now that you've healed emotionally, that hole has healed and the bag is full. Because of this, a loving person feels that she has something to offer and doesn't necessarily want something in return because she loves herself first of all. So she doesn't need other people to love her. She appreciates it. Like you receive it as a gift, but you don't need it. You don't starve if you don't receive it from others. She just wants to be allowed to give. But this level of personal development is very rare. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not there myself yet, even. So I still have a lot of the little girl patterns. I would say that most of the people I meet are at the level of girl and boy in terms of their love. So let's see, how does a boy or a girl think? As a general characteristic for both, the girl and the boy, it doesn't matter uh, the biological age, but only the emotional maturization, are interested in receiving attention and love. The main need is to be accepted as they are. When you are still emotionally hurt, you're looking for someone who won't hurt you. The major problem is that the girl, and you realize that when I say girl, I'm talking about emotional immaturity, not the biological age, because this girl can be 30, 40 years old, and still, like, she can be a 30 years old woman and still feel like a girl emotionally. So this girl asked to be accepted and loved, but she herself doesn't love her and doesn't accept herself as she is. She wants to be different. She wants to look different. She wants to be different from what she is. The girl's goal is to find that partner who will accept her as she is, to feel that she is unconditionally loved. The girl doesn't love herself and wants to seduce so that she will be loved as she is. When someone on the outside loves her the way she is, she feels validated and says, her to, and says to herself, Oh, that means that I deserve to be loved since he loves me. Her self-love is dependent on the presence of a man. 
and actually a boy, not a man, who validates her. Unfortunately, she doesn't realize that what she's doing is uh, compensating for the lack of self-esteem and self-love that she's facing. She thinks something is wrong with her. She feels like a half-woman, but she hides that. Most of the time, she's not satisfied with the way she looks. If she has small boobs, she wants big boobs. If she has big boobs, she wants small boobs, you know. If she has curly hair, she wants straight hair. If she has black hair, she wants blonde hair, and so on. The girl refuses to mature and become a woman because she has heard stories about women and has not seen many happy women in her life, unfortunately. So she prefers the role of a child. The role of a child or of, or of a girl ensures an extended period of freedom without responsibilities. The problem is that her biology pushes her from behind and she becomes a woman while psychologically she's still a little girl. So here's where internal conflicts arise, a very fertile ground for self-blame. There are many women who fail to have an orgasm. Maybe this happens to you. And I've worked with some clients and I've been one of these women on this topic and they usually come from families where religious ideas were present. Most of them um, feel repulsed towards their own body. They can't accept it. And they can't accept their desire for pleasure and sexuality. And they think that something is wrong with them. The girl's psychology says that she's not responsible for her own pleasure, but the man is responsible. It's as if she keeps her innocence and only the man is the one who deals with the vulgar, dirty things. Most of the time, the girl refuses sexuality or uses sexuality to keep that man who accepts her somewhat. But this is not femininity and it's not a relationship. It is a trait in sexuality and emotions. The mature woman enjoys her sexuality and doesn't hide her needs. The woman has sex for her own pleasure, for the pleasure of having sex, while the girl is having sex because it solves some emotional or relational needs. Like she needs to feel loved, so that's why she has sex, or she wants to feel closer to her partner or for the need of connection, or wants to get something out of her partner, not because she actually enjoys intercourse. Sexuality is the main criteria, and this is why I'm talking so much about it, that shows when someone is a girl or a woman. For the girl, Everything related to sexuality has a different value than the pleasure of sexuality. For the girl, sexuality is about conquest. Through sexuality, she shows you that she's valuable to you and that you need her. They don't care so much to feel the pleasure of an orgasm as to prove to the man or, excuse me, the boy that she is indispensable to him and that he needs her in his life. 
The pleasure of orgasm doesn't motivate her because she doesn't leave her sexuality as a woman. She's not present in her body. And when she has sex, she's usually in her mind and she's only focused on the goal. So her body is not completely relaxed during intercourse and this is why she can't feel good. On top of this, and <laughs> this is where I'm going to give you a little example from my life. You know, when you have a lot of negative beliefs that came from your grandma, your mom, society, that sex is something dirty or only, you know, men are supposed to have sex. Sex is for something for to pleasure the men and women are not encouraged to develop their sexuality Um I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, how our parents affect us as well. But when you have a lot of negative beliefs, you get very inhibited. So actually the muscles in your um, pelvic area get very contracted. So you can't enjoy anything. It will even be hurtful. So actually when a lot of times when women experience pain during sex is not because there's any biological or physical symptoms or reasons for that. It's because psychologically something is wrong. The expressions that I heard before and something that I used in the past as well was saying things like, I'm being used. So the girl feels, feels like she's being used by the man when she has sex. While the woman, not, maybe she even feels like she's using the man for sex. Or, you know, she's, she doesn't have sex for the man. She has sex for herself. And this is a very important criteria that makes the difference between a girl and a woman. One feature you will see in the little girl is that she's very shy. She's very inhibited when someone sees the woman in her. The girl prefers to be admired for everything else, but not for her sexuality and sensuality. So where do you think these blockages come from? All these blockages come from the fact that in childhood, she was not allowed to mature. The source of the blockage is the family. When her mother told her, that being a woman is dangerous, maybe unconsciously, and that it is better to remain a girl, to be innocent. Her mother pointed out that men want to use her, and she sensed that it has to do with sexuality. And then the father also had an important role in this. When the little girl grows up, the father suffers as she matures. He shows his attachment to the girl and doesn't want to accept that she has become a woman. And the little girl promises unconsciously not to make her father suffer. So she, she keeps herself a little girl. Um, she keeps a little girl attitude. She's looking for a partner who will look like her father. And in her relationship, with that partner, she will prove that she is still daddy's daughter. Her psychological structure will be that of a spoiled little girl who considers that everything belongs to her and doesn't really own her maturity. The girl marks her territory and is jealous. Socially, the girl wants other girls to know about her relationship 
with the one she considers to be worthy of her. So she expresses her jealousy and feels loved when her partner is also jealous. She believes that if there is no jealousy, there is no love, which is honestly the exact opposite of love. J being jealous just shows that you have traumas and that you don't trust yourself, doesn't show any sign of love. But this is what the little girl and the boy thinks. If I want to quickly confirm whether a woman is stuck as a girl or has healed her emotional wounds, I asked her this. And I want you to answer this question as well. How do you feel when you walk down the street and a, and a man looks at your ass? How do you feel? The girl will always have a rejection reaction. And you might be thinking like, of course, like I get so offended and why are they sexualizing me? Like, this is not okay. But when the girl is outraged that she is seen as a woman, there are many inner conflicts. First of all, it stands out that the girl doesn't assume her own femininity. She doesn't feel proud of her femininity and sexuality. In a love affair, the girl falls in love with an image. She's looking for that boy who would best represent her father in terms of personality, not necessarily physically. Then she projects all her needs on him and considers that as she got when she was a child, the man should fulfill her. She even tells him, I need you and translates this need as love. But in reality, it's just the desire and need to use your partner. It, I need you doesn't mean love. It's just emotional dependence. And it just says that you need, you're emotionally attached to this person. And as a little girl, a lot of times when you have this pattern, you, ha you feel like you can't really survive without your partner. You always need someone to be next to you, to take care of you. So you need their affection, their love. But this is the first step. Emotional dependence is the first step to destroy your relationship. Because if you're, you just become anxious that that person is going to leave your side and you cannot actually love that person because love is the opposite of fear. When you are anxious that the person next to you is going to leave you, and this happens when you're a little girl, because, you know, when you have this, when you're a little girl, if your parents leave you, your life is actually in danger. As a woman, you know that you can take care of yourself and you know how to protect yourself, right? But as a little girl, you don't have these emotional resources. So it actually feels like you're dying. So you actually feel like you're in danger. So if you're in this constant fear that your partner will leave you, or you're always trying to figure out um, traps to get your partner hooked, you don't actually feel love. It's impossible to feel love if you're in a state of fear. Emotional addiction is the best is best seen when that boy no longer pays attention to her. So this is really <laughs> important because this has happened to me before. You know, you say you love someone, but when he stops giving you attention or love, 
then the little girl suffers because she has lost what she thinks she deserves. And two seconds, it can go from love to anger for her partner who didn't pay attention or didn't give her, didn't give her affection for maybe a few minutes, you know. So you say you love him, but he doesn't text you for a few hours and now you're angry at him. This is not love. This is addiction. So the girl doesn't understand that the man doesn't owe her anything and that what the man offers you is a gift. It's not an obligation. She behaves in a relationship as if her partner has a duty to satisfy her emotional needs. Actually, no one was born to make you happy. No one was born to love you. Your responsibility is to make yourself happy, not for someone else to make you happy. In time, following a continuous process of wound healing, of personal and of personal evolution, the girl enters the process of transformation and can become a woman. But this process of transformation means putting a mirror in front of you and noticing all of your fears. The girl is scared of the woman inside her. She considers that if she loves, she will be used and humiliated. She's afraid to love because she believes that this will bring her suffering. Because until now, she suffered when she was lacking affection and attention. When, but she does not understand that the nature of unconditional love is different. The woman, um, after going through all the processes of emotional healing, truly allows herself to love and accept that she is perfect as she is. Another characteristic that another characteristic that makes the difference between a girl and a woman is the fear of aging, and I've seen this a lot around me, um, in my relatives, female relatives as well. Most of them are afraid of aging. Most of them are afraid of getting old, of getting wrinkles. They use all this, you know, facial products to make herself to make themselves look younger. In the girl, you find this fear that she hides by all means, trying to mask the passage of time. Well, pay attention. The woman owns the time pass, that time passes, and she feels at peace with it. The passage of time doesn't seem to age the woman. She feels as sensual, feminine, charismatic, cheerful, as she did when she was young. And she has the same tender look and gaze regardless of age. She doesn't feel like her, the way she looks or her wrinkles determine her worth as a woman. And she doesn't believe that she needs to look like a little girl to be beautiful. A woman owns the way she looks, owns the passage of time. For the little girl, the passage of time is a torture. As she gets older, she becomes stiffer, emotionally colder. And she starts fearing tomorrow, the future. And she's overwhelmed. She's, a, a lot of women, you know, are on the verge of depression because of, the, of, because of aging. 
Um, but as the years go by, she has the feeling that she has no reason to be proud of herself and to be happy. The girl is going through emotional distress because her psychological structure is hurt. She is like a porcelain vessel, cracked, and every crack causes her suffering. Healing means burning the porcelain again and shaping it into a superior shape. It doesn't work to glue the porcelain pot with super glue because it will look fake. You need to burn it and go through a process of alchemy. The same thing happens with a girl who wants to look like a woman. It looks fake. You see, she, for instance, I've seen women that look very elegant and refined, but their self-esteem is turned into pride. So this attitude of superiority means low self-esteem and our need for compensation and emotional wounds and so on reflect are reflected through a, an attitude of superiority. And I know this and I've been through this myself. You know, a lot of people used to call me uh, arrogant in the past because my self-esteem was so low that I would always put on this arrogant mask of pride, you know, with my nose up. Because actually, inside myself, I was feeling like shit. I had no self-esteem. I didn't like the way I looked. I didn't trust myself. I had no self-confidence. This attitude of apparent superiority means low self-esteem. The emotionally balanced woman that went through this process of, mat of maturization and has reached self-esteem, she comes to a point where she no longer judges people. She doesn't need to put on a mask of pride, of superiority, because she doesn't judge other people, she, because she doesn't judge herself. The moment you judge other people, this only means that you judge yourself. When you accept yourself, when you accept all parts of yourself, this shows that you will no longer judge other people. Because when you judge others, you're judging them because they either have a quality that you don't like inside yourself. So for instance, they're arrogant. You know, when this, this is ironic because when I, I'm, I'm telling you that I used to be arrogant, I really hated arrogant people. And this is really funny because I was arrogant myself. And this is a quality that I was projecting on other people. So people are like a mirror to you, right? But the moment you accept this quality about yourself, the moment I accepted that I'm arrogant and I started transforming and I understood, okay, I'm arrogant because I have low self-esteem. And, you know, I started loving myself and giving myself love inst instead of judging myself. You know, when I saw arrogant people, I didn't really see someone arrogant. I saw someone that's hurt inside. So, you know, there's another thing that I learned on my journey. Only hurt people hurt people. So, you know, you when I see someone that's really mean or arrogant to others, I see a really hurt person. So I don't judge them. I actually have compassion for them. So, 
A woman, in terms of emotions, she's independent. Her partner is a gift to her. She's like, you know, she considers her partner to be dessert. She doesn't depend on him to feel good, to feel happy. She's emotionally independent. She She's happy with herself. And her partner makes her happy, yes, but she doesn't need him. She knows that, first of all, she's a woman. Then, second, she's a mother, a part of girlfriend, a businesswoman, a doctor, whatever she is, this comes second. But first and foremost, she is a woman. So she lives and accepts everything related to her femininity. She feels proud to be admired. She, pre she feels proud of the admiration of those around her. She doesn't hide her femininity and she doesn't feel inhibited. She lives with joy and being a woman from all points of view. So where do these internal conflicts come from? Most conflicts uh, stem from the fact that we are taught by religion And even if you're not religious, religion still has a huge impact on our beliefs as a society. So even if you yourself are not religious, you are still influenced by religion. And religion says that we're not um, good as we are and that we should be different. We're taught to repress our desires, to blame ourselves for everything that is human in us. So this gives rise, rise to frustration and conflicts, to an inner struggle. The most common conflicts are sexual in nature. When your sexual desires are blocked by what your mother, grandmother, school, society, etc. told you, then thoughts arise that something is wrong with you. And society tells you um, not to enjoy your sexuality as a woman, while your body tells you it needs it. When the body is in conflict with the mental programs learned, blockages appear that make you feel insecure, that feel that make you feel like you have no direction. Blockages and internal conflicts, childhood wounds, they all consume your energy. So this is why it's important to start healing, to start a healing process, go to a therapist, go to a life coach. When you go through these inner conflicts, you cannot grow, you cannot evolve until you heal them. It's an interesting thing in relationships as well. The girl wants a man to replace her father, as I said earlier, but an emotionally mature man will not be attracted to a little girl because he, immediate, he immediately realizes that he's on another level of maturity. So the little girl will always be looking for someone superior to her. But she will be content with someone or, she, you know, she'll be fine with someone on the same level of evolution of her or of development. But because it always happens this way in the relationship, you are with the partner on the same on the same level of evolution as you are. You are with the partner you deserve at the level level of uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm buffering right now. So you are with your partner you deserve at the level of evolution that you're currently in. If you evolve, then your partner will evolve or will live your life. So there's an, no, no other way. The woman doesn't hunt for a relationship, the girl does. 
and the girl doesn't feel good without the relationship. She's validated by the partner and she needs to feel like she's someone's. A woman will never have a relationship with a boy that is emotionally immature. She knows she doesn't need someone insecure, proud, ruthless, or, you know, um, arrogant. She has love to offer, but only to someone who can receive and cherish her. An emotionally mature man will give her the freedom she needs, while a boy will not be able to give her freedom. Both the girl and the boy will suffer until they make their own maturization process. Emotional healing is the first step in this process, in their growth. Without this step, their life will unfold between the desire to capture the attention and love of the other and the frustration that they're not receiving everything they need. When this process of maturization and healing is accomplished, the life of those two, the man and the woman, will focus on offering love because now they find love within them. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions about the next podcast, please write me on Instagram. And have a beautiful day. Take care of yourself. Bye.